Who cares? No, seriously, who cares about a tuna melt? Mark Warner embarrasses himself and we'll help him. <laughs> I wonder if he's eating sandwiches like that his entire life. But that thing looks... I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Gnarly is not the right word. It's disgusting. If uh, the minimum wage is so good, then why stop it? That'd be interesting. And the most amazing comment that explains the lockdown, and it happened with Mark Warner. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio, as the founding fathers intended. No, seriously, Jefferson, Madison, and Henry. My name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. Scattered showers around. Coming up at 5, what would Virginia look like today under a George Allen governorship? Well, that's at 5.30. That'll be a lot of fun. George yeah. Allen's going to join in us. In the 5 o'clock hour. Yeah. We will find out during Good. the 5 o'clock hour. George Allen will be joining us, and I think the world of that man. He's awesome. Uh, I, we had to fight him to get him to join us. He, he's like, you guys, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> we had to bribe him. Eh, whatever it takes. Glad to uh, glad to have you with us. 454-1366. Phone lines are open. Also, Joy Behar pr- quoted Patrick Henry this week. How, I wonder if her mouth burst into flames. How dare her? Joy I mean, this Behar. is one of the, uh, the Virginia citizens, American patriots of all time. I remember after the signing of the Declaration of Independence, Patrick Henry said, I'm no longer a Virginian, I'm American. Uh, and he th- also said, if you ever name someone joy behar <laughs> he did not. i will be flipping he, over like a rotisserie that, in my grave because that. that's a very good joy behar is just horrible all right so um human being mark warner was all over the news this week with his sandwich with, special. well and that's that that was just the. i mean t- you think he grew up eating a he's jar of he's mayonnaise a on every sandwich he's a weird weird Did individual you see how much mayonnaise he yes put on i that saw thing? that but he's just a weird guy but before we get there he did a Facebook town hall that I thought was interesting. And I know that no one heard it or watched it because he's such a – I actually watched the whole thing. And he had his face, you know, right up into the camera, just a big goofball. And he, he was, was so he, bored. I, I, I was bored. I had, so bored. It was terrible. Someone had to do it. But there was a question that somebody sent in from Norfolk, Virginia. And I thought this question – is exactly why we're in this lockdown crisis. And I want you to hear it. Here he is. Hey, everyone. It's um, Mark Warner here. Karen from Norfolk is asking, what is being... All right, so Karen from Norfolk. Just want you to know it's Karen from Norfolk is asking this question. Here it is. Karen from Norfolk is asking, what is being proposed to help Virginians stay safe and healthy if President Trump prematurely opens up the country? President Trump has a switch in the White House that will prematurely <laughs> open up okay. the country. And if not, he throws that lever... it's not what he meant. Here we go. Not, not, not what he meant. I, what, this, this, this listener or this Facebook question is exactly our problem. There is a serf and a peasant by the name of... What's her name again in Norfolk? I forget her name. Karen. Karen. There's a, there's a little woman in, in Norfolk, Virginia, who thinks if the President of the United States does something, how is someone going to keep me safe? Now, this is the exact problem we have almost across the country, but it's a definitely a liberal mentality that suggests that without the federal government, without a king running... We can't be safe. We can't be safe. Does Karen really believe in Norfolk, Virginia, that 
if the president of the United States decides to open the country as if he has the switch on the wall. We have no common sense amongst us. Exactly. Is there no common sense amongst us? What, is she going to curl up in the fetal position and cry unless Mark Warner comes to her rescue? What? Listen to the question again. This is appalling to me. I wonder if it was to you. What is being proposed to help Virginians stay safe and healthy if President Trump prematurely opens up the country? What is being proposed? What do you want, another government regulation to step in, Karen, and help you in Norfolk to protect you from yourself? Have you, ever, have you ever seen the idea of, have you ever heard of the idea of washing your hands? I mean, have we really come to the point that if, if all the governors and the President of the United States say the country is open, you can go to work if you want, you can go, that, that, that you, can you shop that if you're you gonna, want, you're going you're gonna to roll over and die? This question may be the very question that explains to us what is wrong with the lockdown. You've got to, seriously, this is how the serfs and peasants look. They look up at the king and queens in Washington, D.C., a far-off land surrounded by a beltway, and they ask them to, is even more telling about him, I'll explain. What is being proposed to help Virginians stay safe and healthy if President Trump prematurely opens up the country. I know what he's going to say. Okay, hang on a second. He's going to say, I'm going to teach you in the next few minutes how to make a tuna melt sandwich. (laughs) Exactly. And that'll help take care of you through this ordeal. But you're going to need a lot of mayonnaise. I like the prematurely thing. You know, if Trump does anything, it's premature. If he didn't do things in time, it was late. If it's just the guy can't win, he cannot win. You see that news conference today. Isn't he something? Yeah, those people... uh, well, Mr. President, blah, 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 blah. he said, no, 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 no. You're the wrong person. I don't, you know, you're fake news. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> it's so many words. I'm not quoting exactly, but he was smacking them. And then if they showed him respect, the president of the United States, he might drag maybe. the answer out maybe. for 20 minutes. Maybe. I mean, he might go on and on and on and on and on. That still drives me nuts. But he would give them a direct thorough answer with all possible information they could ever desire to have. They right. need a recorder to get it all down. So so Mark Warner gets this question on his Facebook town hall, and he, um, he answers this surf from Norfolk, Virginia, by the name of Karen. It says, please protect me because I'm dumb. I can't wash my own hands. I can't just put a mask on. I can't stay in the crowds. I'm, I'm destined to walk into a crowd unless Trump locks us down. Then here's Mark. Well, I'll War- insult him unless he's going to take care of me. <laughs> right. Here's Mark Warner's answer to this, sir. It's going to be where at the end of the day, I know the president has threatened that if he can arbitrarily open up the country at his own wish. That's not the way I read the Constitution. And I don't think that's the way uh, most governors read the Constitution, Democratic or Republican governors. Uh, that power is left to the states. It's left to localities. What? Powers are left to the states and localities? Did I just hear the, the the final vote on Obamacare to pass it, Mark Warner, say that the states have power and municipalities and this idea of federalism is real? Did I just hear the larger supporter of the federal bureaucracy involved in our health care in every other area now say there's this thing called federalism? Is that what I heard? Does he realize how much so, damage he did to every, all 50 states with his vote? Did he what? The damage that Obamacare has done to all Americans 
in every state with Mark Warner's vote. Exactly. Mark Warner is doing what now? All of a sudden, he, he likes this idea of federalism. He, he, he hates federalism when he has the power but when, and, and when Obama's president. But when Trump's president, oh, we got this thing called federalism. It's brilliant. Trump can't do all these things. The states have power. This guy is absolutely horrible. He, he's a horrible chef. He's a weird guy, eats horrible sound, and he's absolutely a hypocrite when it comes to these kind of principles. You wouldn't eat that sandwich. I that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I would feed that sandwich maybe to the neighbor I despise the most dog. You know, I, no, I wouldn't do that. I would. It's got an inch of mayonnaise on it. I can't get over that. Plus, it's just pure. It's not tuna fish salad or anything it's just tuna fish right out of the can it's well there's more on that and we'll share that with you cheddar cheese coming up four four five four thirteen sixty six save us from mark warner four five four thirteen sixty six lee brothers 92.7 fm and 820 wntw sibling rivalry brotherly love the lee brothers the subject of school girl fantasy she wants me so badly, knows what she wants to be. So let me remind you, Inside her, Mark no Warner, for him to now come out and say he likes this diet death filters, and yet just fire me if I don't get it done. Well, we didn't. <laughs> Crap, we missed that chance. Instead, I think, you know, people forget. They do forget. They, you, know, they, you go they, in a grocery store and you find out you're buying meat that was out of date two weeks ago. You know, in a couple of months, you forget, and you're back in there buying meat again. Same thing with Mark Actually, Warner. it's a little different because on the meat itself is a expiration date. That's your own fault. No, they bleach it, put it back in the pack. With no date on it? Oh, they put a, date, a new date on it. Oh. It's illegal against it the law, and it's disgusting that to is think disgusting. you're buying. Reminds me of Mark oh, Look Warner. at it this way. Restaurants serve aged beef all the time. It, Mark Warner <laughs> is aged beef. He needs to he, be. He's a weird guy, or what? He's out. Yeah, he's out of date. Who, who, first of all, actually thinks that somebody would like to watch them make? This is how insane the coronavirus has made us. But Mark Warner's been a little bit different from the beginning. Here he is trying to explain what he's doing. So today we're going to create a tuna melt. What do we need? Well, we need some bread. Is this mundane? Who does this? Today we're going to make a tuna. This is a United what do we need? States senator. Well, we need some bread and a ton of mayonnaise. I can't get over the amount of mayonnaise. mayonnaise. We need cheese, and we need good old-fashioned tuna. Let's get at it, all right? First of all, two pieces of bread. Put them out on the plate. It's just disgusting. He prefers chicken of the sea tuna. uh, He does prefer that, and he does it without even draining it. I mean, he takes out. Yeah, he shovels it out with a fork. Does everyone you know, not know how to make a tuna melt? You don't make it like that. That is just you stick it in a microwave. That's not a tuna melt. I didn't. I I couldn't watch anymore after all of that mayonnaise went on there. Uh, he he nuked it. He nuked it. Put it in the microwave and nuked it. Not just wrong. You're stupid. <laughs> exactly. So true is that. That's disgusting. Mark uh, Kamala Harris tweeted back and said, "Mark, we need to talk. Call me, please." Senator <laughs> Senator Cory Booker said. Um, on his tweet, I think you're doing it wrong. No kidding. Um, Duke mayonnaise. 
Well, I, I agree with the Duke's mayonnaise. Duke's mayonnaise asked him if he needed them to send a jar after he's used almost all of it. He used Duke's on the sandwich because that's apparent. I didn't notice that, but apparently the Duke's chimed in and asked if he needed more mayonnaise. There I don't is know no that other Duke's. mayonnaise than Duke's. Really? Really. There is too. I've seen them. Are yeah, you telling me that Duke's like is the best crap. tasting? You mean? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I didn't say that. It's very interesting. I think this is a waste of time for a senator. It just tells you we got these people who run our lives. We send these kind of people to our, our to a far off land uh, that that us us serfs and peasants like like the Norfolk Nancy is that her name Nancy no Karen 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 in Norfolk who <laughs> like we know her um, we send her there or send Warner there to take care of us. Mark Warner is a goober. He's a big weird. Goofy guy, he's a weird guy, and and he and he's and the tuna melt makes him look even worse. Makes him not only look silly, disgusting is the word that comes to mind. But here's something else Mark Warner did this week that you may not have noticed. Not even to make a horrible tuna melt, which nobody cares about. No one cares. I do. What the guy eats? Well, that's true. That's, I don't care what I'm he sorry. eats. I care what I eat. Oh, no, that's true. You do care. What I would not. I would not eat his sandwich. No way. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. It's disgusting. Mark Warner got together with some other Democrats, Bob Menendez being one of them. And they've, uh, they sent a letter to the pharmaceutical companies to ensure new treatments work for all communities across the country. This is important, so listen up. He sent a letter? Mark Warner took a break from making the worst tuna melt sandwich on the planet to send a letter to the pharmaceuticals asking them to make sure the treatments work for all communities? You mean they would make a treatment that only works for some communities? So, in other words, pharmaceutical company comes out with a treatment that does not include the LGBTQ plus <laughs> exactly. community? How, do, how, how, how does insane that work? How is How does this? that even work? By the way, this is true. This is not a parody. Warner and his colleagues call for diversity in pharmaceutical trials to ensure that new treatments work for all communities. It, this it, it, you think it's a joke that the pharmaceutical companies only make a, a, a vaccine or a treatment that works on white people, and the senators, <laughs> the senators Mark Warner and Bob Menendez said they requested that any vaccine or drug trial related to COVID that it would include women, minorities, and get this, the LGBTQ purple people. Plus. Now. Plus. plus. You now, left the plus off. I don't understand why that would make a difference. You want them, you want women and minorities and lesbians, gays, bisexual people, people who like both genders, to be tested, to have a trial on them? I'm sure the virus doesn't cruise through your town and go, there's some LGBTQ plus people over here. Let's get them. I mean, that's. It, it doesn't discriminate. Is this the stupidest thing you've ever heard of in your life? Maybe this tuna melt sandwich that was in a microwave got to Mark Warner's head. Mark Warner actually thinks that if you test a vaccine or a new drug on a white person, it won't work on a lesbian person. There's some white lesbians. It won't work on minorities. You mean that a pharmaceutical company needs a letter from Senator Mark Warner and Senator Menendez so they'll start testing to make sure the vaccine works on women. I have never heard of something so stupid and irrational in my, mind, in my life. He goes on to say, Mark Warner, quote, bias within the healthcare system has caused this. Oh, give me a break. He continues, as such, 
any clinical trial for vaccines and treatments of COVID-19 must include participants that racially, social, economically, and otherwise demographically represent the United States, wrote Mark Warner. Quote, this virus is striking in its, it's striking in its disproportionate impact on minority populations, and more important than ever, that these populations are represented in clinical trials. This is, unquote, by the way, ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. The virus is not going through looking for minorities. <laughs> it's not. Well, not only that, every vaccine that is tried on anyone will work on all human beings, regardless of your sexual preference. That's absurd. <laughs> just absurd. All right, your phone call's next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNQ. All right, so uh, here's something else that's interesting. Abigail Spamberger chimed in. Now, Abby's, uh, I mean, she's, she's trying hard. She sent um, uh, Mark Warner on this tuna. She's no. trying hard to be a one-term. <laughs> I hope, by God, I hope she is. Congresswoman. Congresswoman. Abigail Spamberger, she goes, uh, until yesterday, my team thought my peanut butter and pickle pan, uh, Panera Panini. Panini. She has this peanut butter pickle panini. That's what she eats. That is, that's, that's about disgusting. disgusting. Is it only the left that eats disgusting foods? I mean, maybe it's just the Republicans have this, this raw meat mentality. They'd rather have a cheeseburger, not a veggie burger. You know, the, the, the real kind of food. Yes. And instead. A double if possible. I mean, I, I, and I got to tell you, I think that that tuna by itself isn't really an appealing. And you open a no, tan of tuna, you're like, man, this, this stinks. It, it, it's not really, that's not a real food, is it? I mean, it's, I know it's a fish. And it's, it's expensive. Good for you. Is it expensive? Yeah. A can of tuna? How much tuna is a can is of, expensive. A can of tuna? A big can of tuna is like four bucks. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You I'm not kidding. It it's is? expensive, yes. No, well, I don't. Okay. Well, tunas are revolting out there in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, they're tired right. of getting eaten, I so, guess. They're, they're, Becoming few and far between. You know, maybe Mark Warner, there's got to be a bumper sticker with this tuna melt thing. Maybe the Republicans can capitalize on this and make it uh, make it a joke for this guy. Because the tuna melt was the most disgusting thing I've seen this week. But, but Mark Warner, that wasn't the most disgusting thing he did. The, the most disgusting thing he did, we just talked about, trying to think that vaccines are discriminatory. That only that they're not tested on lesbians and they won't work on lesbians. I mean, that's the only assumption I can get from this press release. Well, he thinks the virus is discriminatory. He thinks it's after the minorities. Yeah, and and Tim Kaine did something stupid this week too. Tim Kaine came out for graduate. He's concerned about graduation not available to high schoolers. Here's what he's Tim, doing. My graduation days are among the most memorable days of my life. I'm happy and while for I'm you. sure our high schools and colleges are going to do things uh, to celebrate graduation, it probably won't be quite the same for you graduates, for your families, for the teachers who've watched you and mentored you along the way. So open up the state. Let's so, let them graduate. Well, here's an idea. Let's just let's just call the virus off. <laughs> and I feel a, a sense of loss about that. Sure you do. You're laid awake at night with a sense of loss. Sure you do, Tim. Tim's not a sense of loss. I love I love politicians who say, you know what? How can I get how can I get more votes if I care about the graduates? I'll get more. I'll get more. All right, coming up. 
If the minimum wage was such a great idea, why stop it? We'll explain next. Your phone calls 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Just after 5.30, or 4.32, wow. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens and American patriots. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left. Sometimes is far left. Is Richard Lee. All right, 454-1366. Phone lines are open as a storm, I guess, is ripping through Richmond at this moment. Parts of Richmond, anyway. And um, if so, you want us to get an update on that, uh, you can certainly... Um, Winds, lightning, thunder. And the Richard's happy. And I'm uh, missing it. I know. You, you are like a, you're like a child when it comes to storms. You're, you, you're like texting me and emailing me going, hey, we got, we got rain here, lots of rain. You got any over there? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hey, we got snow here. Any rain? Any snow over there? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the, it's the best. You're the best. Hey, check us out, please, if you would. 92.7fm820am.com. Very simple. 92.7fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to our page. There is a phenomenal video about the coronavirus overreach by uh, Stossel. It, it is it is outstanding. If, and if you are one of these lock us down types. Go look at this video at 92.7fm820am.com and click on the Lee Brothers. You'll, you'll be amazed. But the other video there is even more interesting. It's, it's probably one of the best videos I've seen about the left versus the right. And it will uh, dissect what exactly the difference is between these two sides. And I, I would wonder if you'd find yourself on which side after seeing this video. 92.7fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. One of the biggest dividing lines between the right and the left is this idea of the minimum wage. To me, there can't be a more perfect example of the two sides of a debate. There's, there's one side who says free markets, free people, they, they work. And the best way they work is when it's closest to the person who is working. So the employer, the employee, they engage in commerce together. They, the employee agrees to work for what the employer decides to pay, and there's no forcing, there's no mandating. No one goes to work for someone they don't want to. You wouldn't go work for pennies because you're worth more than that. Now, the other side says, wait a second. Um, we're going to decide what you're worth per hour, so we're going to mandate it from government. Those two positions are diametrically opposed to one another and are the greatest example of the two views of government and the two views in politics. Well, let's say you're an employer. Let's pretend you, for a minute. You, let's pretend you have 50 employees and you have 20 of them 
doing a specific job for you, your manufacturer or shipper or whatever you are. You have 20 people doing the same job. And you believe in the minimum wage being higher. But what if the, gov- if the government mandates it and you've got, out of your 20 people, 12 of them suck at life? <laughs> You're going to have to at pay life? them the same people. You know, it's, suck it's a job. Life. Okay, suck at their job. At their job. At life they is suck a big out loud. statement. That's a big one. Okay. okay. They suck right, out. That's fine. Well, if they suck at work, they suck out loud. But and anyway, they suck at life, too, by the way, at the same time. That's true. Then. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. So, Continue. And you can't get rid of them. No. You cannot get rid of the suck people because. The suck people. <laughs> the suck people. <laughs> yeah. It's a new race I've okay. created. It's the suck people. And if, if you want to get rid of them because they suck. you want to put some people in there that, I don't know, don't suck, you can't. You're stuck. You have Government. to pay the suck people the same thing you pay the good people. Of course, you could pay the good people more, I suppose, to keep them. But right. what's going to happen next? The government's going to step in and say, no, wait a minute. You've got eight people over here. You're paying, I don't know, $20 an hour. And you've got 12 people that suck at life. You need to pay them $20 right. an hour, too. That's the government. That's what's going to, you know, what is is there an end to this? No. No. There's no end to you, this. You let the proverbial camel's nose in the tent, and they will dictate everything, including health care and everything else. The majority of people drawing minimum wage today are teenagers. So here's what happened. The Democrats get control of the General Assembly. They pass an increase in the minimum wage. And the entire debate, the entire debate during the passage of the minimum wage was pretty much down party lines. The Republicans saying you can't do this. It will cost jobs. It will cost the Commonwealth of Virginia more money because they have to the raise the pay, and it's not good for the economy. Democrats said, oh, none of that is true. Uh, it's not a big deal. They instituted it in the budget, and guess what they did this week? They recanted. They said, oh, this is a crisis. We're in COVID-19. We can't have a minimum wage. Wait a minute. We can't have a minimum. I, th- I thought the minimum wage increase was a good thing. If it's a good thing, why can't it be a good thing at all times? You mean it's only a good thing when? Oh, so I guarantee you tax cuts are good always, no matter what the economy is. Yet minimum wage is only good at certain times. That tells you right there the minimum wage is a disaster. If it can't be implemented right now in the middle of this, then why would it ever be implemented? It just tells you how bad it is. Teenagers working in a restaurant. You own a chicken restaurant in the center of the city of Richmond. Best chicken on the planet. You've got one location. And you've got 20 teenagers working there. And you're paying a minimum wage. And they're learning. You know, one of them excels at what he's doing. You're going to raise him. You don't want to lose that guy. You don't want to lose him. You know, all of a sudden, five of them excel because they want to make more sure. money. Well, and that's then the, the rest of them... You're, you're they're, confused. they're just not into it. They're there for a paycheck. They don't care about your chicken. They don't care about your product. They don't care about your customers. They're there for a paycheck. And now all of a sudden you have to pay them twice what they were making. What is, what's that going to do to your prices? So are you going to charge twice well, what so you did arguing, for a chicken breast? Yeah, you're arguing, I mean, you're arguing economics you're, because that's the right side of this. But what's interesting is that the Democrats should have egg on their face right now. If, if it's so bad... That the governor has just to go now? back in. Just now? 
the, the governor has to go back in and remove this very thing from the budget. Not He didn't remove it. He actually postponed it four months. So it's still going to hit us. But listen to how the politicians react. Dion Ward is a Democrat from Hampton. I'm disappointed. I'm so disappointed. He introduced the legislation. I guess it's a her. I don't know. I think it is a her. Uh, but it doesn't matter. In today's culture, it could be them. Um, it depends on how they feel when they wake up in the morning. Right. In a calculation meant to shore up the state's economy, Governor Ralph Northam is asking lawmakers to delay the increase for four months. Wreck it, Ralph. Why? Because it's bad. Now, Ward, the Democrat from Hampton, said, quote, we have a lot of small businesses trying to come back, so perhaps they need those few more months in order to come in and make sure they're ready. Why? You're the one pushing for the minimum wage increase. If it was good now, why is it not always good? Are you admitting, sir, as a Democrat from Hampton, Mr. Delegate Ward or sir or ma'am, are you admitting that it's bad? That minimum wage increase would hurt? Yes, you are. That's exactly what you're admitting. Delegate Ward goes on to say, I'm trying my best to be realistic and listen to everyone, all the people involved, but how do I feel about it? Of course I'm disappointed, she said. It is a her. How about this Democrat? Now, we are having. I don't know if you can hear that through our microphones, but... Wow, that sounds like hail. That is unbelievable. Is that a storm going on outside? Yeah. It's either a storm or a very large flock of birds has lost their way. It's the governor. Record Ralph has come to stomp on our roof. That's inconceivable amount of rain That's right there. That's an amazing amount of rain. And we're just outside the Capitol. We're in Chester, Virginia, and it is a deluge of biblical proportions. The only way it I can sounds like hail to me. I don't don't, yes, it does sound like hail, but we're... That's unbelievable. It's, it's, I don't know if you can even hear it. But anyway, so this minimum wage thing has, has bit the Democrats right in, the, uh, their, in their royal derriere. butts. Majority Leader Herring is a Democrat from Alexandria. Coming up at uh, at five thirty is uh, former governor and U.S. Senator George Allen is going to join us to talk about a truly great America. He's going to he's going to uh, give us his take what Virginia would look like if he were governor right now with the COVID nineteen. That's outstanding, and I'm uh, pretty excited about it. You know, Have you set that up with him already, or are you just going to blindside him? Uh, we're just going to call him out of the blue. Yeah, you're going to blindside him. Yeah, That's he just... doesn't mind. So wrong. I'm going to tell him I had nothing to do, do with, with this, this blindside. But I, you know what? He was so Reagan-esque as the governor of Virginia. George Allen should be president of the United States oh one day. Gosh, that's quite the statement. He should be. Okay. He would be a phenomenal yes, president. he would. He would. So We're it, working. So here is, um, here's how this 
COVID-19 is impacting you in the Commonwealth of Virginia. There's I a, just got a message saying our Facebook signal was hijacked. By? I don't know. Hijacked? Whatever Facebook that hijacker. Facebook hijacker. Yeah. Um, there are two Republican lawmakers who are representing this, uh, the guy that, owns, uh, that runs Gold Gym here in, in Richmond. And I guess more in Virginia, not just Richmond. Up in Culpeper also. He, the, the, he owns the owner, quite a few. I mean, he doesn't own them all, but no. he owns quite a few. And yeah, he is going to sue in a civil suit. Ralph. Yeah, he's civil suit uh, injunction to block Ralph Northam's executive order. And two Republicans have taken up the cause, to which a lot of the liberal blue blogs and all the rest of them say, latest Republican lawmakers trying to undermine public safety. Mark Lee, thank you for that. Undermined public safety. You know, lawmakers are trying to undermine public safety by representing a guy who's got a business he's trying to run? What do you mean? No one's forcing them people to go in the gym. If the gyms no. are open, are you being forced to go in there and undermine you, public safety? How do you undermine public safety safety unless you put them in a gym, you know, with equipment that's all screwed up where they could actually get hurt? I mean... If they want to go in under their their own ability, if they want to go in there and use common sense right. and, and stay six feet away from everybody working out or whatever, wear a mask. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym. But the guy who owns the gym is not responsible for what happens in the gym. If, if you go in there with no mask and... Well, the guy that runs the gym just wants to... Run his business. He wants to make a living. Right. I mean, and, and, and for doing that, the, the left is telling him he's undermining public safety. When nobody is forcing anyone to go to the gym, but he ought to have the ability to open up his business and ensure people that come in that he's cleaned the equipment, that he's doing exactly. everything he can. Exactly. That is left to the people of the Commonwealth. And the left doesn't understand this. Here's what the um, Democrat Party of Virginia press secretary said. Listen to this. Sure, I like to work out too, but no, I'm just kidding. That was me. Stunts like these are just ill-fated attempts to score po- cheap political points during a major public health crisis. Why is this guy, who is he trying to score political points for? He's not running for office. No, he's talking about the two senators that are representing him as lawyers for the Gold's Gem. Oh. Department uh, or the Democrat Party of Virginia Thinks it's just an ill-fated attempt to score cheap political points during a major public health crisis. What do you think the Democrat Party is doing? That is exactly what Ralph Northam is doing. Let me just read it differently. Ralph Northam is just ill-fated attempting to score political points during a major public health crisis by shutting everything down and making it look like he cares more than anyone else. This comes back to the original question of Mark Warner in the top of this hour. The lady in Norfolk, Virginia, her name was... Karen. Karen. Karen said, without the government protecting us, what am I supposed to do? Karen, we need the government to protect us from Mark Warner's sandwich. N- nothing else. You protect yourself. You stay home with your family. You don't stay home with your family. You make that decision. That's your God-given right as an American. I feel bad for the gym owner. I feel bad for all these people who have businesses they're going to lose. This gym owner is suing. A lot of people are, are going to lose them. And, you know, the government, they're blaming Trump for this stuff. But Trump doesn't sit at his desk go, okay, let's send 
I don't know, 90 million to Harvard or whatever it was. Uh, let's send uh, 300 million to this. He doesn't do that. He's not the sole responsible per person for sending the monies out that they're loaning to companies. You know, people, I know a, a person with a business, he can't get a loan. He cannot get a loan. I well, know the, people that own a business that won't get the stimulus because why? They own a business. Can't get a loan, can't get the stimulus. Well, here's what's interesting is this Virginia gym owner, uh, this is not about Trump. Nothing to do it with has Trump. nothing to do it with It has to Trump. do with Ralph Northam. Ralph Northam could come out like the governor of Georgia and open up the state. Ralph Northam, if he opened up the state today, if he came out after the Lee Brother program at 6 p.m. and said, the Lee Brothers have just enlightened me, I've decided to open up the Commonwealth of Virginia. Like, that's going to happen. There's going to – do you think people would run out and start licking card handles and licking doors and saying, get me sick? No. Depend on, depend on the paint color. Of course people wouldn't do that. This is my no. problem with Democrats and thinking government's the answer to this. The American people and the people of Virginia know – how to protect themselves. We figured it out. We bought every bit of toilet paper, and we bought every bit of hand sanitizer. We are completely aware of what to do. Just buy plenty of toilet paper, stay home, and sanitize your hands every five minutes. Come That's on. Right. This isn't Ralph Northam's problem to solve. If it's you ours. need toilet paper, Jason's Deli's got those giant rolls like you find <laughs> in the commercial toilets for four ninety nine for a giant roll of toilet paper. Hey, how about this? We just got a note saying Governor Ralph Northam, Virginia could op- begin to open reopen on may 8th he heard supposed us supposed to be may 1st he heard us all right your phone calls next we were reopening may 1st 454-1366 lee brothers 92.7 fm 820 wntw So I just picked up. You're talking like you used to when you were a little child. I know. Jim? Um, I just picked up um, the new iPhone. It's the new iPhone, what do they call this thing? The iPhone, um, uh, no, it's not iPhone 11. It's it's uh, a 9. It's an SE. It's, SE. A, it's an S. Is it the SE? It is the SE. Yeah, it's an SE. They call it the 9, I guess. I was playing with it when you left the room. It's I, an SE. This, yeah, I hate. I, I couldn't get it to delete anything, no, I, though. I, I, might, I might be. I might be the weird one because some people may like getting you new might. phones. You I'm might. I'm just saying. I mean, people like getting the, the new phones. I can't stand it. There's too much you have to relearn. You've got to go through all the, the setup again, get everything back the way it was. And and um, it just is, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I, it becomes a pain in the butt more than it becomes an answer or solution. 
Put them on hold. So it just, if you will, if it's, it's just, I don't, I don't like the new phones. It'll take me, it'll take me months to get used to this. And by the time I get used to it, they'll go, oh, by the way, your battery doesn't work anymore. It's time to get a new one. By the time you get used to it, the screen will be completely shattered where you can't see anything and you'll have to get a new one. Like this one the other day, I showed you, well, a couple weeks ago, I showed you my shattered screen. And then I, then I found out it was just the screen cover. That's awesome. From Dollar Tree. All right, coming up. Um, what would Virginia look like under a George Allen governorship? We'll describe that. Beautiful. Now. And we'll ask him. And Joy Behar quotes Patrick Henry. How dare her? Lee Brothers, 93.7 FM at 820 WNTW. Brotherly love. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. <laughs> nice. Dang it. I like music. It makes the show go. Yeah, it makes and, it like uh, it's professional. You have background noise. I like it, but I like hail better. You know. Yeah. That I don't like giant hail. Little tiny pebbles of hail. You know, last you week. Know, that would hurt you if you'd have been out it there. It was like upper 70s. And yeah, I right. was in the hospital a couple days. Yeah. And uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When hail falls from 30,000 feet, it comes down and it's little, you know, it melts on its way down. And there was little tiny pellets of hail bouncing off the roof. I showed them to my nurse and she agreed. Hey, that's hail. All right. I said, what the hell? What would Virginia look like right now under a George Allen governorship? Well, he should have been able to have been reelected over and over and over and over and over. You know, and he could have been king of Virginia. We'll ask him this hour. Joy Behar quotes Patrick Henry. That's just that's disgusting. Criminal. And is uh, Mother Earth mad? That's next. Michael Moore says yes. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this stormy Friday afternoon. I don't think we saw these storms coming. Uh, they rolled through Mosley. They came through this area, and I don't know where they've he- they've headed off now. But right. uh, so I'm looking forward to talking to George Allen at 5:30. I, I trust that he'll still be here and join us. Those type of things. But he's coming up at 454-1366. 454-1366. The storm just struck my microphone. No, That's that what you. it was. It was. Totally you. It was hail coming through the roof. Jim and Verina, you're on. 92.7 FM and 820 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Hey, Lee Brothers, how are you all today? We're great. How are you, Jim? I'm doing all right. Um, I was just wondering, um, is the local business owners decided to say, hey, Ralph, I'm not going to do what you – I'm not following your rules. What could, what could happen to them? They get fined, and it's a misdemeanor. You know, Wreck-It it Ralph makes it up as he goes along. So, Well, that's the answer. There's no way to really answer that until he makes it up. No, the, ex- the executive uh, order, 53, actually states that, that you can be fined and, uh, and be charged with a misdemeanor. So that, that's, that's ridiculous. They, they couldn't put you in jail, right? Well, I no, guess I don't, I, I don't I, know. It depends on how hard you hit the arresting officer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just wondering because I, if they were if they were able to put you in jail, why are they able to release the cop killers that are? Yeah, we talked I mean, about that's, that. That's it's a, unbelievable too. 
I mean, very we, good question. We're yeah. a little out of whack, I would say, out of sorts. The whole country's out of sorts. You know, it's interesting, and this this brings up a very good point, and, and I appreciate the call, Jim. Great, great, great point, because it makes me think about what the role the police officer must be in right now. This this woman who got arrested at the uh, at the park in, in in Idaho, she was arrested in front of her kids, dragged off in handcuffs, and that's her that's her uh, her uh, mugshot right there. For having her kids on a closed playground, the police showed up and arrested. Now, a, a gentleman was arrested in Colorado for the same reason. He was playing with his daughter, his wife sitting on a picnic table, and the police come up and say, "You're too, you know, there's no six foot distance between you and your daughter." He's like, "Are you kidding me?" So I bathe her tonight. I mean, what are you talking? <laughs> I about? bathe her tonight. So here's the question. That's a great point. Here's the question: If you're a police officer, would you would you enforce this? Would you? Would if you? I was a would you? Officer? It would, well, I'm and just if talking. You were, would you call us? Um, just talking and let in us general. Know where you're going <laughs> right. to arrest somebody so we can be there to see it happening? You know, just in general, if you're a police officer, do you enforce this? Do you arrest the mother in the park in front if, of in front of the children? If you're the police things. officer, do you walk into the place of business and I say I'm here to shut you down? And by the way, if you don't, I'm going to arrest you. Well, aren't the children violating the crime as well? Do they have little bitty handcuffs with the kids? I mean, come on, family, we're going to handcuff this everybody. This is my point. It's so outrageous. I don't know what's worse: the fact that we would actually have a uh, an, uh, a a law, executive order that states you got to do this, or we'll arrest you if you don't have s- social distancing, or the fact that a police would actually arrest you for having. I guess if I was talking to a police officer, I would ask him. You'd really arrest a mother? And if I was in Idaho and I'm standing here watching this, and by the way, there are people around with cell phones videoing this whole thing, I'd say to the police officer, really? That's what you think you're adding to our society? Where's the humanity of being a police officer? You're not a a robot in a uniform. You're a human being. As a human being, can't you act in a a manner that represents human beings? If, If we wanted robots in uniforms, I guess we could have them to just arrest you for out being out, no, you don't do that. This this drives me crazy. I I I am Jim. Your phone call made me think of this, and it's just I can't believe that we have a law that makes you get arrested for being a park, but but then we have people actually follow through with the arresting. I'm glad there's some sheriffs across the country who are saying, "Not me. You can have every stupid law you want. I'm not going to arrest someone for jogging on a path." That's just because you jog on a path. And you don't uh, want to be arrested. Street. Jog on the street in a path. I would think that. And by the way, the idea that I would get coronavirus from jogging is the most absurd thing I've ever heard you of. You could if you ran into somebody's face. And lick them. somebody was jogging in front of you less than six feet away. I wouldn't and the get coronavirus it. was flying out of both sides of their mouth. Nope. And they were sneezing that, and coughing and hacking. Think, no, it's not passed that way. I, it is not. I, I think this whole thing. I didn't about, know you were like. A chemist or a doctor or a scientist. Richard, think about the insanity of this whole thing. It, it cannot be that contagious. People are it not getting that if contagious. It, if it is, brother. then we have doctors and nurses. They'd be constantly. They'd be all over you. You know whose fault this is, by the way? Here's what I figured out. This is the fault of, uh, of the planet. No, Michael Moore tells us that Mother Nature is mad at us. This is brilliancy from Michael Moore. We'll play the clip for you. 
Here's Michael Moore talking about it. You know, one of the reasons we were just in this pandemic was because nature was reacting. Nature's not alive. Mother nature, is that evil? I didn't know it was lib. It's not alive like that. It's not. This is the problem with the left. I think the planet's like this thinking being sitting there going, I don't like you. you know Believe what? me, Michael Moore, you ought to be concerned if the planet doesn't like human beings. Look at you. The first thing to take out would be you. <laughs> All right, sorry. That's bad. He's such a jack. That yes. he's, he's, oh, isn't he, though? All right, he continues. To something that we have been doing to this planet. This virus just didn't come out of nowhere. No, it, it came it from Wuhan, China, you moron. We've been treating other species. Wait, 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 wait. Did it's, he say feces or species? Species. He said, oh. with the way we've been treating other species. What What other? What have we been treating other species? What have we been doing? What, and, 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 and whatever we end up doing, what the why, why is Mother Nature <laughs> mad at us? We're the best part of the planet. We are the only reason the planet exists. We're the big, We're big the part of the planet. We're the best gift God gave this planet. And how it made its way from these species to us. We need to really examine this. I think, frankly, I think Mother Nature has uh, put us in its timeout room right now, literally, not just figuratively. No, literally, there's a room. This guy's an idiot. There's a little room for the timeout of the planet. That's what he said. He said literally to put us in a timeout. John from North Chesterfield, you're on 92.7 FM and 820 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Buenas tardes, hermanos Lee. Buenas tardes, brother John. Hey, you know, we had on before, we are talking about the cops that are arresting people. I have family, lots of family law enforcement, two of them of my sons. Right. But my question to the police officers today is this. Do you not know your Constitution and know that there are nothing that can take your constitutional rights away, even a national emergency, and in doing so, you're violating somebody's constitutional God-given rights. If they don't understand this yet, I'm sorry to say there's a lot of cops that need new jobs because they stop being police officers and they become jackbooted thugs right. who will answer when, when they get called up on charges. I was only following orders, and we've lived through that once before, and it did not turn out well. Gestapo. What a, what a incredibly good point. Which. You know, at the point I was making is you're not a robot. You're still a human being inside a uniform. I mean, you, just because yeah, your job got to have says, a heart. I you, mean, you, you got to look around and go, really? You want me to arrest this mother? If I arrest the mother, what do I do with the kids? They're six and, and seven in the playground. Kids up against a vehicle. I got to patch you down. Preposterous. John, thank you. Great point. Great point. Four five four thirteen sixty six. He's a truly great American. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers ninety two point seven FM eight twenty WNTW. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers on eight twenty WNTW. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Phone lines are open on this uh, the somewhat um, suspect weather day. Burning down the house. Four five four thirteen sixty six. David Burns. Abigail Spamberger recognized Earth Day this week. She did what? She recognized Earth Day. Oh yeah, Earth Day. Earth Day hit us a little while ago. <laughs> she sent an email to us, Richard. You know, if Mother Nature were going to attack us like Michael Moore says. Mother Nature would attack us like she just did. Yeah, that would be serious. Not some stinking virus. 
This is Wuhan, China. This is not Mother Exactly. Mother Nature is not from Wuhan, China. Then uh, Joe Biden chimed in on this climate change thing. He said COVID-19, or as he would say. He, he said COVID-9. Or nine, yeah. Is a shining, listen to what he says here. Is shining a bright light on this structural racism that plagues our laws, our institutions, and our culture. And it's a wake-up call. A wake-up call to action to climate change overall and to climate justice. It's the first time I've heard anyone describe COVID-19 as a shining light (laughs) on anything. (laughs) I mean, think about that. Oh, wow, it's a shining light? He recently told CNN that the coronavirus pandemic is an opportunity to fundamentally change the science relating to global warming. And he also thinks it's an opportunity to include the Green New Deal agenda in any coronavirus relief legislation. This is Joe Biden. Then he was talking to Al Gore this week, and it sounded fantastic. Let's hear what he said to Al Gore. What's happening? We're not organizing, and we don't organize the world. Who organizes it? Who organizes it? Well, Joe. And so there's so much, I think, I, uh, anyway, look. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought, so let's just. So who's organizing the world, Joe? Who organizes it? And so there's so much, I think, I, uh, anyway. Look, I, I one, one, one more question here. Is it too late to they, aggress? He doesn't know what he's to saying. To get a cheeseburger with fries. <laughs> I, I, one, one, one more question. I love that. I love that. There's nothing and better. And so there's so much, I think. Right I, anyway, look. I, I, one, one, okay, so that's <laughs> probably the best part right there where he goes. I, uh, anyway, I, I, oh, 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 look. I have one, one, one more question here. <laughs> I didn't hear him ask any questions in the first place. <laughs> is it too late to aggress the climate change in a meaningful way? Is it too late to address climate change? I love, I love the left on this. They're just perfect. COVID-19 is not climate change. And, you know, the only person in Washington in Washington that thinks money for the COVID-19 relief should address the new Green Deal is Joe Biden and AOC. They're the only two. Nobody else wants this climate, I mean, this this money that's going out to help businesses stay afloat, keep, keep people in their homes, you know, breathe life back into our economy. I mean, look what the stock market did when the stimulus was announced. Kaboing, took right off. Yep. So there are other people who are claiming this this virus is a good thing. This this self-described eco-socialist, I love that title, Eric Halvis, Halthus, he's a Twitter guy, was thrilled to announce that the global carbon emissions are expected to fall by 6% this year. And that's what I was thinking last night. I was laying in bed. I was thinking, man, at least, you know, I know there's people who are suicidal or concerned and lost their jobs and people are dying from the virus. But but I just it, it just felt good to remember that the carbon emissions are going to fall 6% this year, Richard. And I was Not thinking, only that. I mean, I just was so excited. You know, I know it hurts the body shop industry, but look at how many fewer accidents we're having out on the highways. Seriously. So just, you're looking for positives. No, I'm looking for positives. Well, not Very only positive. Yeah, Nobody's right. look at what uh, the global a, emissions a is dropping. Of oil costs. 
like minus something. Yeah, it was minus 30 for one day. <laughs> minus $30. You imagine that? They're paying you. I wanted to buy like a million barrels when it was minus 30, but nobody would answer their phones, so I didn't. You believe someone would actually say, thrilled to announce the global carbon emissions? Is anyone really, really, normal human beings, 99% of you in Virginia, are you really glad that there's a fall of 6% in the carbon emissions this year? Who cares? We, we, there was no, the only reason it's fallen is because of the obvious. It's destructive. He went on to say, adding the world uh, would need to maintain this pandemic level until 2030. This clown wants to maintain this pandemic until 2030 to save the planet. That's insane. That is insane. He's I'm, an I'm echo gonna, socialist. I'm going to tell you something. People would drag him out, scre- kicking and screaming. Yeah, I'm for that. I mean, seriously. Unbelievable, isn't it? Let him address like a 1,000 business owners. We're going to maintain this till 2030. <laughs> there, there won't be enough Secret Service agents to keep them, to keep those folks away from him. Then this guy went on that's, to endorse uh, AOC and her Green New Deal. This is the kind of people right now, folks that are running our government, somebody who is applauding the virus because it lowers carbon emissions by 6%. Not that it kills people, forget that, or that it's uh, making uh, uh, people depressed or we're losing our, forget all that. We saved 6% of the carbon. That's unbelievable. At least there's something positive, right? Insane. Eco-socialist is his title. Perfect. That's all Democrats, apparently. You know, gas prices are going to be under a dollar soon. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. This is oh my gosh! I didn't, I didn't know that. They are creating these one-way aisles with actual stop signs. Do not shop this way. There's signs shop that say green, way. red. I would just blow right by these things. This is the most absurd thing ever. We somehow we've been convinced that every human being is a virus. They're not human beings. They're viruses. It's alive. It's alive. That that every person is a virus. Therefore, I can't get near people. I can't touch people because everyone has the virus. We are acting like this thing is killing every person that gets it. Is and it- the idea that I would pass someone and I would get it. I can't even walk through the aisles next to someone 
This has become preposterous. Actually, this is more of a parody, you would think. One way, please. We'll have stoplights now at these aisles at Walmart. Mike from Mechanicsville, you're on 92.7 FM and 8.20 AM. Good afternoon. Hi, how you doing, Richard? Good. How are you doing, Mike? I'm hanging in there. Good. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Hi, I called in to uh, talk to you guys today because uh, I listened to the governor this afternoon. And it was another totally non-impressive little chat he had with everybody with his technical difficulties. Uh, I'm under the impression that he's uh, he's just t- telling people things to keep them passive. W- what do you all think? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's doing that. I think he's, he's looking out for you and me, Mike. <laughs> yeah, not so. <laughs> yeah. He's looking out for himself. Look at Ralph. Here's the deal with Ralph Northam. If you have the mentality that says, these people need me, I am a king, I'm a benevolent dictator, they can't, like Karen in Norfolk, Virginia, we talked about in the first hour, she can't survive on her own. She can't make her own decisions on how to protect herself. I, Ralph Northam, will make those decisions. If you start with that premise, if you start with that premise, then that's where you end up. Ralphie will stand up there and lecture you like you're a kid talk down to you, and tell you that without him, you wouldn't be safe. I reject it. I reject despotism, tyranny. I re- we rejected this 400 years ago. Well, let's do it again. Or 200 If you're years sitting ago. at home chewing on your fingernails, your fingers are going to be bleeding before the president calls you up and tells you what to do next. All right, coming up. Great call, Mike. Senator George Allen. George Allen is going to join us and explain what he would do. And I look forward to that, and you should too. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WN. Just after 5.32, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left. Sometimes it's far away. <laughs> is Richard Lee. Hey, uh, real quickly, check us out at 92.7fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. There's a great video there. Describing the left and the right by Dennis Prager. Phenomenal. I Just, just trust me. You'll appreciate it and enjoy it greatly. The, uh, the Heritage Foundation is doing something interesting. They're putting together a panel, 17-member commission, to look at how to open up this country in five-phase program. As I was reading about it, I realized a member of this Heritage Foundation National Coronavirus Recovery Commission is a Virginia citizen and American patriot. Joining us right now is uh, former Senator and Governor George Allen. Hello, Scott, and hello, Richard, and all your freedom-loving listeners. Hi, Senator Allen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's so good to hear your voice. Well, you all are an invigorating duo, and I know you all love freedom, and just like a lot of your listeners, you'd like to reasonably and as quickly as possible and safely uncage 
free people and free enterprise. Wow, and, that is uh, so, true. That, so true. So true. The, the reason I joined this National Coronavirus Recovery Commission that the Heritage Foundation put together is I wanted to bring the concept of proportionality and balance in the midst of this, you know, the government's decreeing devastation of lives and livelihoods. And, and I, I think we need to be try to have a positive, optimistic outlook. And we've put forward already 47 recommendations right. to to governors, to the president, to uh, the Congress, as well as local government. And I'm glad to see the leadership coming out of states like Texas and Tennessee and Georgia. Georgia. Right. So let me just first say um, it's good to talk with you again. And we've talked to you. It's been a while. And and even you knowing that, you still came on today. So we we appreciate that. Um, Have you had a chance? And Richard and I were talking about this at the break. How different? would the Commonwealth look right now under your leadership and in contrast to a Ralph Northam? Oh, shoot. I I don't want to get into second uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. (laughs) I'll I'll just say this. Some of the things they did, they did some good things in the last session of the General Assembly, such as uh, bipartisan redistricting. I think that was a big success uh, in it. But I think they did some things that I think are harmful in – making our Commonwealth of Virginia more competitive. I'm not one for more taxes and more regulations. I think it's terrible that they've joined northeastern states to jack up our power bills for that cap-and-trade energy tax scheme, uh, collective bargaining. uh, And and, and even they they fortunately defeated the efforts to get rid of the right-to-work law, which – the first thing, I, I spent more time as governor recruiting business. The first thing out of my mouth was always, Virginia's the furthest state north on the eastern seaboard with a right-to-work law. <laughs> That's right. And, again, if I were the governor of Tennessee or the Carolinas, I'd say, gosh, you, you all don't want to go to Virginia. Uh, you don't have the certainty that they'll actually keep that right-to-work law, which is such an important competitive advantage for our Commonwealth of Virginia and to, to even – have leaders in the other side introducing that is just just awful. So uh, my general view of things is you ought to be measured. You have to balance all the, the frightful, fearful modeling projections. And and I think that the thing, and we're all learning through it. So I'm not going to criticize uh, other than to say the positive <laughs> I've, I've tried to look at positive models, such as the governor of Texas and Tennessee. Yeah, right. It's a great, it's a great point. I mean, look at and, them and for anything states. else. And, uh, and I, th- I think that if you, it, when we reopen, and I, it's one of the things that just galls me is calling businesses non-essential. <laughs> exactly. It, it just galls me. It's, it, there's, it, they're very essential to all the people who work there. Those are their livelihoods. Yeah, that's something you want to put in your motto. <laughs> well, my, right. my motto, Betsy Beamer always said my model, motto was question authority. Uh, and I, I don't like limits or restrictions unless you're harming someone else. And so if you take that principle here, is you see where the, the people who are most vulnerable, generally speaking, are elderly with underlying conditions, these long-term care facilities, these are just tragedies. The one there at Canterbury in Henrico. Right. County, uh, the rehab center is actually worse. Last I saw, 49 deaths there, wow. worse than the original one in in Seattle, Washington. And so I think that those, and I think testing is important. I think Abbott Labs rapid test is great, so you don't send it off and 
wait a week before you find out uh, the results. But I think that as businesses are able to open up uh, with good protocols for for uh, disinfect, disinfecting sure. and the social distancing or anti-social distancing, uh, all of this is going to be a new protocol. And then there's people who are very risk adverse, and they're still not going to go to movie theaters. That's it's, their choice. Yeah, that's exactly choice. right. One As thing the general to the government decreeing that you must be shut down. Right, right. One thing the General Assembly did that I found interesting was it's a misdemeanor now to leave a dead animal in your church. <laughs> and that's a you may have new, missed that. That's one. a new one on the books for Virginia. It's, uh, it's illegal to leave a dead animal, animal where? in your church. In your church. In your church. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that, you might have missed that one. And has, if you did, this been, has this been a problem? Is this- <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we said. That is actual bill. It's on the church or church property, but that is an actual bill that the General Assembly passed. They must have debated it somehow. Okay. You know, they were busy. I yeah. guess they were really busy. busy. But, then, but then people don't want to allow churches, if they so desire to allow members to carry a, a firearm in their church. Right. Yeah. That's so, a, we're, we're talking with um, former governor and U.S. Senator George Allen. Uh, governor, does, does the um, does there is there something that – in your 47 recommendations that you're offered through the Heritage um, Heritage Foundation's uh, Recovery Commission, what what are some of the top ones that you thought we could implement here in Virginia right away? Yeah, uh, the, the ones especially for the state governments, and, and this is going to need to be led by the governors. Uh, the federal government can have broad guidelines they can support with material and testing equipment and 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 that sort of thing. But it's, it should be looked upon in a, as a county-by-county county approach. And for places that have not had a big incidence of, of this virus, those would be the ones in a county-by-county in a county or regional basis. In fact, I think they should report by zip code rather than a whole county. But the, And Maryland does that. I hate to say Maryland does something better than Virginia, <laughs> but that, that's one. Uh, but the but anyway, it's, it's the, the low risk areas where they haven't have a problem. That's where you should open up. At the same time, it's equally important that the highly vulnerable people in our society are protected. And those folks, I think there needs to be you know, sanitation, hygiene, and so right. forth, uh, particularly for these nursing homes. And I think that's an important one to protect those vulnerable who are known to be at this special risk for contracting this disease. Does the, does the Heritage Foundation have a list of these recommendations if you go to their yeah, website? Yeah, okay. very good. Uh, it's coronaviruscommission.com, coronaviruscommission.com. Do you, do you, and and, I th- and it, it's recommendations, I think, for the governors that need to lead the way. Yeah. And then there's, again, responsibilities for local government, the president, Congress. Liability is a big concern for a lot of manufacturers. Uh, they, we need to have this Good Samaritan approach that if any business, whether a manufacturer or others, have made a good faith effort to have things clean, they're not going to end up getting hit with a bunch of lawsuits. And this is a big concern for manufacturers. It would be for, for restaurants. Well, and I, others. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think there's a risk of businesses that open up being sued by people. The yeah. government ought to step in and go, you're not going to be able to sue because you walk into a place of business that's open. That's your call. It's they your need choice. Those, they need those protections. And right. And I think, you know, so long as if they're, if they're, you know, knowledgeable, you know, if they have knowledge that this employee has COVID-19 
and they say, you keep serving food here, or keep cooking food here, or you keep uh, putting clothes on the on the shelves. No, that you know that you shouldn't do that. Anybody who's got it, they got to be isolated. They got to right. be quarantined. Uh, but if they're making a good faith effort to, to disinfect, whether they're putting solvents or ultraviolet lights or whatever they're doing, uh, if they're making and, and the CDC should come up with these guidelines, and so that'd be a safe harbor for businesses. That if they're doing that, and they're not liable, that's vitally important. In fact, I think businesses are going to be. Uh, using whatever whatever disinfectant approaches and protocols that they have, if it can make economic sense for them, they'll use that as a selling point sure for their will. restaurant or for, the, sure for their will. business. That's because that's how markets work. It's interesting. Exactly. Do you find, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you find it um, quite, a, quite entertaining perhaps now that some of these Democrat governors and Democrat senators are screaming about federalism all of a sudden? Isn't that interesting that all of a sudden the Trump's president that they're going, hang on a second, states have power. Isn't that interesting to you? Well, I, I think it's light, enlightening that they don't want some remote, distant government telling them what to do. And, and in fact, this is, is showing, in a way, this, this whole uh, disaster and that I think should never be repeated. If this recurs, this is the main goal I have in this commission. In the event this virus comes back in the fall, never again should the response be, shut down private enterprise and shut down our economy. We need to protect those who are vulnerable, put in good protocols. Obviously, we hope there's a therapeutic uh, developed by a great private sector research and development here and and next year a vaccine and ultimately long term. Let's get more of this manufacture of the medicines and pharmaceuticals made here in the United States or with allies rather than countries like China that are hardly our ally. But this, the states need to lead the way. In some states, you know, this, this is the beauty of the laboratories of democracy, the laboratories of innovation. Some states are going to get it right. Others are going to be paralyzed by fear, and it will take them longer and longer. And every day that goes by just makes it harder to get out of the hole that we're so, in. So ultimately, ultimately trust the American people. I mean, I know how to protect my family. And, and if governments would say to the, common, to the serfs and peasants of the world, Look, you can take care of yourself. I can't. The government can't mandate everything. It can certainly try to protect you, but ultimately, protect yourself. Well, personal responsibility is important. This, this particular virus, everyone was so fearful because it's supposedly more uh, contagious and this, that, and the other. But I think ultimately, in the future, once we know what we know and what we're learning every day is that there are ways to handle this. And you're going to actually look at other countries like Sweden as an example uh, that's different than the United States. And every country is different, every state's con- uh, different, and we'll learn what are the best practices. Right. And, then one, and one of the last things you want to do is have a government-decreed recession uh, as a way of combating. Incredibly this. good point. Look, uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you so, so much. much. And, and, we're, and we're glad you're on this task force. And, and certainly, um, you know, we'd love to have you back, and we appreciate you coming back this time. A lot. But, We'd like, like to bring you back a lot. Happy to join with you and stay safe, stay sane, and get out in the sun this weekend. Don't be holed up in your house. Sunlight is a good disinfectant. It's been shown by that it's actually good. Exactly. Amen. Thank you, sir. Good talking to you. Thank you. Humid weather. Adios. Thank you, Senator Allen. That is former governor and U.S. Senator George Allen. I love that man. 
I truly do. Is he a great American? He's a truly, truly great American. All right, coming up, Joy Behar quotes uh, Patrick Henry, how dare her, and your phone calls, 454-1366, Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Ended from North Carolina, you're on 92.7 FM and 820 AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Hi there. Um, I was um, listening to your show about the Walmart thing. Yeah, the aisles going down one way or the other. Yeah. And uh, we live in a very small town in North Carolina. Uh, It's not like Richmond. Um, So maybe the volume of people is different, but, um, and this one here I went today and there's a one in and one out, which is everybody's, you know, thing. Right. Um, I wear a mask and a glove and, um, I, I don't take a cart because I put a little a thing over my shoulder that has my bag and all what I want to put in it. So I'm walking down the aisles. And I'm thinking, I'm passing this person two, three seconds, and that person two, three seconds. And then I think, hmm, if I want to talk to my phone, I better not stop. I go on the toilet paper roll. There's none. There's nobody there. You can go there talk on your phone all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. I don't know how Sorry. Scott's going to deal with this in the Walmarts yeah. around here because he has trouble out on the highways dealing with the right side of the road. Right. I've just ridden with him, and I... So I think the point might be, you know, you take personal responsibility to go to Walmart. I'm just you know, taking on it. You don't, need, you don't need the government to dictate to you in North Carolina how to go to Walmart. I mean, most people have figured it out. That's what's so Is frustrating Is it the government or the thing. Walmart that's come up with this insanity? Because oh, I'm sure it's Walmart. Are they going to have people in there fining you when you get to the checkout? Oh, I've got to give you my fine ticket. So you can scan it because I ran a stop sign on aisle eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Joy Behar uh, was upset about the protesters. She's upset with people who want to get out of the lockdown. She's just mad about it. So she quotes Patrick Henry. And, I, and as I saw this, I thought, how dare you pull one of the great founding fathers, especially one from the Commonwealth of Virginia, and butcher what his point is. Here she is. Of us, and I and I feel for these people who are losing their jobs. I really do. No, you don't. Don't lie no, to no, us. No, you don't. No, you, you don't. You don't feel for them at all. You all because you know why. You live in this posh world, Joy Behar. You you're at home making all this money. In fact, I'm convinced the media loves this because they're reporting the car crash 24 seven, and they get to get on the air and go see how bad it is. Meanwhile, they are getting paid. They're getting advertised. They're getting all this stuff. And Joy's no different. Anyway, she continues. And I, and I feel for these people who are losing their jobs. I really do. But they have to understand that they can infect other people. And, um, you know. So, so hang on a second. She can infect other people with her mouth. Uh, Not with COVID-19, but just. As, can you imagine that being in the standard? You mean, Joy, that if we go outside, there other people can be infected? That's the case with everything. So, Joy, let me just get this straight. You don't want anyone to ever go outside again. I mean, that's the logical conclusion of what you're saying. They might infect well, somebody. Joe wants us all to stay until 2030. 
Exactly. All right, she continues. And, um, you know, you know, if, uh, to paraphrase Patrick Henry, uh -oh. give oh, me boy. liberty and give me death is what they're basically proposing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. That's not quoting I Thomas Jefferson. No. And for her, of or, all you mean, people. You mean Patrick Henry. That's what I meant. <laughs> for her, of all people, to assume and, and, and quote Patrick Henry, probably Thomas Jefferson, too. But Patrick Henry, with something as asinine as that, Joy Behar, really? Give me really? liberty and give me death? You mean you mean the coronavirus is a death sentence, Joy? Oh, everybody gets it dies? That's not what's happening. She is... This the is, majority of people who get this disease are beating it. The majority um, by a long, not just sixty percent, not by just a long shot. Ninety-eight percent of people who are getting this are. And are they're, they're saying that the people that are elderly and have other underlying health conditions are the ones that that it's killing. All right, so she I goes. Mean, she goes on again. You know, if, uh, uh, to uh, paraphrase uh, Patrick Henry, that's annoying. Give me liberty and give me death. I wonder if she knows the status of that speech, where it was, why it was said. No idea. Right no here idea. in Richmond, up yeah. on Churchill. St. John's she Church. has no idea. No idea. She's never been here. And Is I'm what they're thankful. basically proposing. <laughs> because a lot of people are going to die because of this behavior. No, they're not. What would behavior? By living your life? This is what's crazy. So it's just... I can't, I can't get over it. But the, the Patrick Henry thing blew me. I just like, come on, here we are in Virginia. This stuff. She's quoting Patrick Henry. How dare her? Chief Joe from Williamsburg, you're on ninety-two point seven FM and eight twenty AM with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, have, I hope you're having a blessed day. We are. Uh, I hope you are too. Just real quick, guys. Uh, the woman disgusts me. She continuously disgusts me to put those words of that great patriot uh, in her mouth. Uh, it's just as caustic as it can be. But ultimately, felt. what I find more intriguing and more disgusting is that so many, so many of my fellow Americans, after spending 23 years defending their liberties as a sailor, to watch them curl up like frightened dogs and heal and become just these passive little, I don't know, I don't even have the word strong enough to watch them cower before government because of this when the statistical data doesn't support any of the real major things. I'm not saying that this disease is not bad. Of course you're not. tearing into a bad part of our uh, of the elderly population, but it is no way near as bad as it is. And this is what's this is the crisis. I again encourage everybody to pick up the movie V for Vendetta. It is a paradoxical and it's a very uh, distinct yeah. pattern of what's happening here. Very good point, Chicho. Thank you. And by the good way, point. I would I would actually uh, completely uh, agree with with the idea that it's a serious virus but we've never quarantined the healthy in any virus ever on the planet earth ever we've never done that we never quarantine the healthy we quarantine the sick all right thanks for the call 454-1366 lee brothers 92.7 fm and 820 wntw So what the left is fearful of right now, 
is homeschooling. A Harvard law professor is uh, thinking America's in trouble because we're letting parents raise kids and educate them. But it's more than that. It's more than just think they're educating them. It's this idea that you cannot get them in schools to get indoctrinated. She explained that important that children grow up exposed to community values, social values, Democrat values, ideas about non-discrimination and tolerance of other people's viewpoints. Only government can do that. The parents aren't teaching tolerance to their children. Well, they're not, they're not capable of teaching the liberal puke way of the world. They're not. Harvard professor says we should totally ban homeschooling. I, uh, uh, yeah, Harvard professor. Oh, gee, I wonder what side of the fence he stands on. Harvard professor, by the way, don't realize that homeschoolers outscore every student in public schools by a long shot. Listen, parents. Those stupid parents. If only Idiots. We, if only we could stop parents from control of their children and let government and a little collective idea take care of them, then we would be better. Much better. Check us out, 92.7 FM, 820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you to our page. There we have two great videos, both very much worth your time. The coronavirus overreach and the left versus the right. Unbelievable videos. 92.7 FM and 820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you directly there. Thanks for joining us today. Have a safe and prosperous weekend pooped up inside your house. And we'll see you next. Oh, yeah, don't forget to tune us in tomorrow morning from 8 till 10. You don't want to miss us. And we'll see you next Friday right here on 92.7 FM and 820 AM. Be safe in the storm. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. W.